Hello everybody, we recently reached 300 subscribers and have decided to do another giveaway. All you have to do to enter is be subscribed, comment on any of our 2022 videos telling us what your favorite video of the new year so far is and what kind of videos you want to see in the future. We will be giving away a couple cold foil promo heroes. We have one cold foil Icelander. We've also got one cold foil Datadoll, as well as one cold foil KO Berserker Runt. The giveaway will last for the month of March 2022 with the prizes being raffled in April. Thank you for your continued support. Hope to see you all at the Pro Tour in May. Bye for now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Spark of Genius Flesh and Blood production. This is another entry into the Back to Basics series. It's going to be a little bit different. We kind of added this one ad hoc after an idea from one of our uh, subscribers uh, wanting to talk about a little bit about the products available and the different uh, our different ideas on whether we think they're worth it, what's in them, a bit of a primer for newer players or players that might have not experienced all the products that have been available since launch. Mm -hmm. kind of uh, getting getting a holistic view of all that kind of thing. Uh, our last two, we haven't done a Back to Basics in a while because generally they take a lot of preparation to do and uh, they could get mis-executed very easily. So we usually try to take our time with it. We do have two more Back to Basics episodes that will be coming. One of them based on uh, assessing the game state uh, regarding tempo and then one of them with uh, like pitch stacking and like playing for end game. Mm -hmm. So it's like a mid game end game. Second cycle. To, uh, yeah, second cycle to go along with our defending with demos, which has been a pretty popular one. And then our, uh, I think we had a deck construction as well as a tournament prep back to basics. So uh, we do have those, those other two to finish off that series, that back to basic series. Uh, but for this one, it's going to be a bit more uh, relaxed, so to speak. So we're just going to be talking about uh, the product market. Is this game expensive? And this is kind of a question that people have been asking day in and day out. I feel like every month yeah. this like comes up by players saying, we're getting priced out. CNC and, needs a reprint. Yeah. Please LSS, save us. And not it's, only is the topic coming up a lot, but it's a very polar, hot take kind of topic, right? It, it is polarizing. Some people are kind of like, stick to your LCGs. Like, we don't we don't want you affordable game players in here. And some <laughs> players are like, well, we don't want to tank our collector's value because a lot of, like, whales are in this. Because after all, this is a game that has a secondary market and a very you know, thriving is, one at that. Um, this is a this is a TCG. This is a trading card game. It's not a it's not a living card not game. A living so, card like, game. the whole point is a bit of a gamble, these products, especially it's, it's like, lottery essentially with the cards when you're opening packs and such but we're gonna talk a little bit about it starting off by like what types of products exist so far and so i think uh we can start back we could probably do it chronologically right so yeah I think we can start right at the beginning that, if you want yeah yeah so i think at the beginning at the very beginning was alpha uh alpha welcome to rate that actually had the alpha print I mean, that went along with first dead arcane right that it's was, also one um, that I'll bring up even before that. I don't even know if this is before, but there are the uh, the Ira decks that came out. Welcome. <laughs> the, there were the Ira decks. They learned to play somewhere. Ira decks. Yeah, yeah I, that was I one of the first products somewhere. ever released back in 2018, or so. It's you know, yep. timestamped. Um, it, did, it did get reprinted too. Uh, those those a 2020 decks version as well. Exactly. Yep. So yeah, yeah, that's basically just kind of they were given out by LGSs to teach players yeah, how to play really. the game. You shouldn't be buying them. I mean, you should have got one for free for some kind of like welcome yes. event uh, for the kit. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. And so, but I think the first like actual product product that you can buy is probably um, 
uh, Alpha and Arcane, which are still by far the two most collectible sets in Flesh and Blood, and I think we'll stay that way. I don't think Crucible is going to come even close to either of those two. I think the, those are like the true yeah. pinnacle collector's products, along with the the, the bricks, the uh, starter deck bricks. So uh, right, these, for Reinar, Bravo. Decks, um... Yeah, these I'm ones sure you here. have so, up right now. Okay, yeah. I got the Dory one available here. So these are the the first starter yeah. decks that ever came out alongside with Welcome to Wraith and Arcane, I believe, at around that time. Uh, I know Rudy mm-hmm. had a bundle where you can get these decks alongside the Welcome yep. to Wraith alpha boxes. Uh, so mm-hmm. they're around the same timeline there. But I mean, like Eric mentioned, these are kind of collector's items at this point. Um, if you're looking, you know, to get into this game, um, you really don't need to be buying these. You can get these cards for like pennies out of the unlimited mm-hmm. boxes. Um, these decks are yep. not meant really to be opened right now, I would say. Uh, they're about a hundred bucks each for the decks. So, yeah. you know, they're collector's pieces at this point. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, af- after that release uh, came Crucible First Edition in August 2020, something along those lines. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of when the, the the market started to actually get product in North America, a lot of places in Europe, because before that, getting Arcane even arcane rising welcome to wraith getting it through the states or canada or whatever was such a pain there's very very few places to get them uh they didn't have very much of them uh but crucible was kind of the first landing of flesh and blood global release in north america yeah it's the first global release in here here in north america they had the bio box promos uh a lot of the uh, rainbow foil heroes cold foil uh weapons uh, token weapons yeah and they have first set product for crucible still fairly collectible like I, i don't think uh it's not on the level of price wise arcane uh and uh, welcome yeah. to wraith but it's still definitely a collector's item at this it's, point and then we yeah. have the um, it, it's not worth buying to open you know no. right now if you're looking no, no, to no, open no, no, product no. i would steer clear from those three first edition slash alpha products mm-hmm. and then jump right into unlimited if you can find it um, yeah exactly and the the first the, the remaining first set products are for uh, the last three sets essentially which would be uh in chronological order monarch tales and everfest everfest doesn't have an unlimited there's only first edition for now mm-hmm. uh don't know if there will be an unlimited but those are those are the last first set products those first set products are a little bit different because they really haven't they're newer and people yeah. took a big hit on monarch they thought it would be the next coming of crucible an arcane or whatever they tried to get in on the ground floor and it didn't really pan out for a lot of people and started dumping a lot and the print run was just much much higher for monarch yeah uh and exactly. tails especially and so those ones are a little bit different uh but that's we're just this is kind of just like telling you what the we'll go what into exists, value and all that later what is there what exactly exists. and then and then um sorry i, I kind of glossed over the uh, blitz decks here so right with the release yeah. of monarch and tails they came blitz decks and i have a couple of the monarch ones up here so yeah. actually all of the monarch ones on here <laughs> some of them are sealed some of them aren't here so we have a chain bolton uh, Levian Prism, and these were meant for uh, newer players. It's a newer item. You could still buy these items mm-hmm. yeah. uh, out in the market. They're not that expensive. Maybe 20 25 bucks. maybe. Yeah. If, Unlike if the ones from Welcome to Wraith, these are way yeah. more accessible and actually exactly. you know, worth buying. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, Rob, I think you have some of the Tails I've got ones. some Tails also, stuff. So yeah, we've got three from Tails. So picks. Monarch had four heroes. Tails had only three. We've got Briar, mm. we've got Old Him, and we've got Lexi. These are all the young heroes, so for they're geared towards Blitz, so if you want to play CC, uh, Classic Constructed, these decks are not enough to get three of each copy. Mm-hmm. But these decks do yeah. come with a Rainbow Foil hero, so there is something in these decks that you cannot find in the product, like sealed product, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, well, I guess we'll talk about whether it's worth buying later on, but there, there's a unique yeah, card yeah, in yeah, these sure. that you can get. Yeah, yeah. and with 
all sets other than Everfest so far, there are unlimited versions. And the unlimited version is not truly unlimited. Do not be fooled by the term unlimited. Yes. They do go out of print. Uh, I have a couple sample packs. So I don't have Arcane on me, but uh, I got like, you know, the Welcome to Wraith, Crucible, a little bit of Monarch, some Tails in there. And that's kind of what it looks like. And you can tell that it's unlimited because you'll see on the pack, you'll see the unlimited tag here in red and you'll see the card itself will uh, look different on the bottom as far yeah. as the stamping on the bottom uh, to indicate it as unlimited and that's how you can tell that it's the unlimited version and this is this is meant to be the entry level that you use for your armory drafts that you use for collecting singles to build decks that's that's really what it's for it's the more affordable price point uh, every set has an unlimited version other than everfest as i mentioned and that's the most recent set that only came out a little while ago so mm -hmm. no no mention on the unlimited might not have an unlimited not really sure it is the only the second on supplementary yeah. supplemental I mean, it, set important to note too that there will be an announcement eventually about something called mm. fab 2.0 we don't know what that really ooh, entails ooh, ooh. it's very mysterious is it, PV, I know. Is it, is it pve nobody might be knows PVE. we'll talk about that it might we'll be a revamp like on their just their model of first edition versus unlimited too they might even start cutting out unlimited altogether because we've seen and just have the one product model the one product and maybe some rare hits in there i don't know but the thing is like unlimited has been such a detriment to i think a lot of lgs's because a lot of the distributors at least in yep. canada they kind of force yep. the lgs's to buy a certain amount of unlimited if they want to get first edition product and they just cannot it's move quite... unlimited product like monarch and tails um yep. they're just sitting on shelves so there it's, yeah. there needs to be a bit of a revamp i think lss is aware of it it's just that yeah it's, it's very cheap right now you can find that product for <laughs> very cheap yep uh it, it's it's just a matter of just i, I don't think the lgs's don't want the product i don't I just don't think they want swaths and swaths it's a of lot. it they get a just lot. to be able to buy. Yeah, like one to four or one to two ratios. It's just a lot of capital to tie up into product that will only sell via running tournaments, which also has a cost associated. Anyways, that's not the point. The point <laughs> is those are kind of the products available uh, as of recording this. So we're looking at like end of March-ish kind of area. And 2022. Now, yeah, we're going to go into this. So those are all like the kind of sealed products that you can uh, buy, but... Now we're going to go into a bit of a deeper dive into like the unlimited versus the first ed versus out of print. As I kind of mentioned that mm -hmm. uh, not, it's not just the alpha stuff that goes out of print. Um, whether it's worth buying first ed, unlimited, kind of the balanced collectors players should be uh, looking for. Yeah, uh, I think probably start into like the, you already touched on it, like buying first ed is not for opening. I, I echo those kind of thought. It is. Yeah, I, I will stop that comment at Crucible. Um, yeah. because, you know, Monarch's been out for a little while now. Um, and I think that mm. Monarch has dropped to the point where it actually might be worth buying. It's actually getting pretty close to the MSRP level at that, um, that Tails and Everfest are at. Um, mm. I would say about like 150 USD now for, for first edition. It used to be like three, $400. So I, I would say yeah. that, uh, if you aren't interested in collecting, um, and opening first edition product, Starting at Monarch, it actually might be okay for your value. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. beyond earlier than Monarch, so Crucible, Welcome to Wraith, and Arcane, those boxes are just kind of way above the value that you could potentially pull on an average box. So if mm -hmm. you're looking to collect sealed, like you can buy them, just don't open them. <laughs> right. I, I, I would I would tend to agree. I think uh monarch especially because of the hype around it and tails everyone was just so fatigued from monarch that bit of a fatigue uh, there, yeah. people people were definitely very wary by the time tails came out on buying like swaths of tails mm -hmm. um 
first ed, but kind of had to in some scenarios because of the national season, because it was uh, nationals events, the timing of those events, the first set of nationals had to use first ed product. Unlimited wasn't out it wasn't yet even for out. a lot of nationals. It was coming out it like a few out. weeks after, wasn't it? If I remember correctly, yeah, it was... Un- unless, unless the country had nationals delayed, which, which wasn't the norm. did, I believe. There, there were some reasons. Well. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Australia and New Zealand, but like big events like the US, uh, Canada, Canada, different well. European regions, they had their debt. And the only way they could practice was Tails first ed. So I think that was a bit of a... like I, I, It definitely wasn't planned that way. I think it just happened to coincide with like new set. This is how it's going to be. I, I I think as you said, this Fab 2.0 might eliminate that kind of issue, where yeah, to be seen. drafting, yeah, like practice, like players want to practice. Like I wanted to practice. Maybe if I could have, I probably would have done at least five to six times more drafting mm-hmm. if I had more affordable product. However, I just didn't. Like Tails First Ed was not, not yeah. it was it wasn't map and it map wasn't was that like accessible. It was probably yeah, so I feel like a hundred. Canadian. Sorry, we should we should preface that the prices right. we are seeing are Canadian. That's a good point. Uh, and yes. so, yeah, not they weren't like the one ten, the hundred dollar price point that you all know and love, anyways. But it's it's not it's not that cheap, and st- some stores like to put another premium on it just to be able to draft the set right and put it into the pool for store credit or whatever. Yeah. Drafts got expensive, uh, and I think that was a bit of an issue with those products. But nowadays, I think, um, yeah, first ed products. Is actually relatively cheap. It's not that bad for Monarch and Tails. I don't know if I would be opening Monarch right now. I would stick to Unlimited just because it's so cheap. It is. Like, uh, you can see Monarch and Tails on clearance for like 80, uh, 85, 90 bucks Canadian. Yeah. It was even it was even lower. Like, it shouldn't have been because like uh, some of that product was still not <laughs> you know not allowed to be uh, under map yet, but. I think a map being minimum advertised price in case someone's not aware of that term. So LSS sets the floor uh, and then takes, and then after a product has been on the shelf for a certain amount of time, they then take out map and allow people to, allow stores Store to they sell, want. at least advertise, not including bundles and stuff, right? So yeah. uh, my, my point is, I think because Monarch and Tails is so inexpensive in its um, unlimited, unlimited format, format. I, I would dec- definitely recommend new players to not really look at first ed. The extra EVR, the uh, ex- estimated value you actually get, get over first ed, even if you pull like a lot, quote unquote lottery card. Yeah. I don't personally think, I don't know about you, I just don't really think like risking it for like cold foil, iron high gloves. I mean, yeah, even, even, even legendaries, Doomsday. like Eclipse yeah, and Doomsday, Doomsday Eclipse. you're hitting like a $50 legendary in first you're, edition. Yeah. Like you need to hit footsteps. It's got to be footsteps, Husk. it's got to be dynamo husk but but the thing is like dynamo now like only very recently with kasai like Surpassed i never even like the $200 up, up to about mark. Yeah, yeah yeah up to about like oh uh, two weeks ago three weeks ago dynamo it's all because of kasai also. now <laughs> yeah that's right yeah so i, I think anyway, newer players should definitely i agree with eric i agree wary. with you yeah yeah but i i think it's also ebb and flow of the heroes in the set and like if the set contains heroes that are meta now yeah people will be buying more of the product the singles the sealed uh, people will be drafting it if it's going to be used in like some kind of draft tournament. That's something to look out for. I think as far as like buying unlimited, uh, I think welcome because welcome to Wraith, Arcane Rising, and Crucible of War Unlimited are out of print. Yes, I think uh, even Arcane Rising it went out of print first. That is becoming a lot harder to find nowadays, and stores are yeah. really it's 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 tangibly not there. And uh, I would personally actually sit on some Arcane 
unlimited. Like I'd sit on a case, honestly, if you could find it for like, um, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to convert it to American dollars for like maybe like yeah. 300 bucks US. If yeah, you could find like, like a, 400 a case. Canadian, I think would be where I would jump in at. So yeah, like 300 US is roughly. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe three three twenty five. If you could find a case of that just to sit on, like as a, but you you want to be a bit of a collector, but you don't yeah. have the money to go and, into first. I think out of the out of print unlimited stuff, like a case of Welcome to Wraith, a case of Arcane, and maybe a case of Crucible. I honestly think like after a while, if the game is still doing being healthy in like five plus years, you got yourself a good long term kind of horizon as far as like yeah. keeping sealed product as a collector. You yeah. don't have to oh have alpha and first product. You know what I mean? Exactly, um, and uh, I will point out that for Arcane specifically, the uh, mm -hmm. the estimated value on your box is actually quite a bit higher because it's got. We'll talk about this a bit later, but there are some cards in there that are very meta, and you can only get cards. from that box some some chase cards yeah. exactly that make the box actually worth opening if you have them. Um, mm -hmm. But yep. anyway, we can talk about singles a bit later. Yeah, singles is coming after that, but I I, I definitely feel like I myself, if I, I was gobbling up trying to gobble up a little bit of uh, crucible unlimited uh, not that much I, i'm not i'm not a big fan of sitting on supplementary sealed product because it's not core it's not draftable yeah. that nostalgia hit for like if you're gonna get players in like five ten plus years who want to draft this and want to open it or want to hold it and have that nostalgia i don't think it's gonna be from crucible of war that's yeah. just a personal opinion and just to don't, also don't just kind of clarify the point that you made about supplemental sets so for those who don't know yeah. um uh, LSS has been releasing kind of sets in, in cycles. Um, it's been two core sets at a time and then one supplemental set. So it was Welcome to Wraith, Arcane, and Crucible. Crucible being mm -hmm. the supplemental set. And Crucible then it was Warrior. Monarch into, Everf uh, into sorry, Tales of Aria into yes. Everfest, yeah. which is now a supplemental set. So you cannot play limited formats with Crucible and Everfest, uh, which means mm -hmm. that even if you have it sealed, it's really you cannot do anything with it limited wise like play it's it's built for constructed play like it's very lss was very clear about the product it's why they didn't want to do it unlimited crucible because it wasn't really meant it was yeah. you can't draft it it was really only meant as a supplementary set but yeah. because the cards became so valuable it kind of forced their hand a little bit however i do think those out of print sets as time goes on monarch will be out of print tails will be out of print uh monarch i guess is next on the chopping block but i i, I think like I wouldn't get too worried as of now, but yeah, so yeah. That's, that's kind of like what I think the buying is as far as sealed goes and what, I, I what you should be okay with opening. Like, open your Welcome to Wraith, you can open your Arcane and stuff, but I, I would keep a little bit sealed on the side if you want to be on the more collector side, but feel free to just rip open yeah. those unlimited products and maybe... Uh, there there is, the as of now, a finite like. amount of those unlimited boxes. So the more that they open up, the fewer that there will be on the market. There are a ton, mm -hmm. you know, don't get me wrong, there are a ton on the market, but... Eventually, yeah. people are going to draft with them. They'll, very, very long they'll term. Very long term. All right. Yeah. So looking into the uh, kind of singles market, which is kind of where people eye towards, oh, yeah. sealed bit of a gamble. I don't have X amount of dollars. Maybe my armory doesn't run that many limited events. Maybe they don't, you know, provide the sets that I'm looking for. Sing the singles market is your next best opportunity, whether yeah. it be like TCG player or like your local game store. Uh, definitely support your local a lot of store online first. stores as well but like you mentioned yeah, try to support your yeah. your local lgs's as well yeah, yeah. and and this this is kind of what players uh a lot of players not necessarily collectors yeah. but a this lot of is, players um, mean by the game's too the expensive. point of contention the singles here, right? price it's yeah, the, it's yeah, the price, price of singles exactly yeah it's it's which singles 
you quote unquote need to make a competitive mm-hmm. very like i'm not going to tell you what's competitive and what's not it's not the video for this but <laughs> uh, there, there are yeah. various cards that they're just extremely expensive and the reason is because multiple decks need them and by need i mean players have deemed them like needable staples that's not a word in... staples <laughs> they are they are yeah, staples in, in a variety of decks out there right they're they're in if they're all if in there if like a set you need a play set of them in every winning deck and it's so good that there's no good replacement that's a like a different kind of card then yeah. the price will skyrocket just because people think that they need that deck to build their card they, they are very uh, unique cards I, I will say that um exactly there's no uh, real like cheap version of those cards um yeah Right Unless, now. Yeah, look, yeah, barring any kind of... So we did see their... Uh, in case anyone's uh, unfamiliar with LSS's reprint policy, any they will not reprint any cold foils from the first... So, so the collectors, the cold foils is like the peak of the... Um, and alternate arts, but that came a little bit later. But the cold foils are what Alpha kind of signified. Because unlimited products don't have cold foil... Yeah. cards period no commons no what no whatever rarity cold foils or as the alpha stuff does and the first step stuff does so as far as like the pricing for are the cards expensive we're, we're mainly talking about the playable cards we're not talking right. about i mean if something's collectible obviously like price should be a bit insignificant yeah. there if you're talking about players who need cards that are deemed staples in the current meta mm. and they can't find them for under 100 bucks <laughs> you know um, yeah, so so a couple of these uh, kind of gave gave rise to these. The sets that gave rise to these were Welcome to Wraith and Arcane Rising, specifically the generic so the majestic cards. The generic majestic cards were probably the most popular as being like a three of because you need because you could. The legendaries were all equipment, so you yeah. only needed one of them, so it wasn't usually as bad yeah so i'll However, make a point about legendaries before we continue further uh just before i forget yeah. for legendaries yes they are expensive and yes they are very playable um for every class you actually have a class legendary so for example for the rune blades that's the grasp of the arc knight which is found in arcane rising that is sitting at about 150 bucks 200 bucks right now canadian um mm-hmm. which is because rune blades are so popular right now so I will say that, yes, they are expensive, but they are a one-of, like Eric mentioned. You just need the one to run in your deck on the sideline in your equipment slot, and then, um, you know, that's it. And you can actually use it between multiple rune blades too. It doesn't have to be just for the one deck. So I, I'm going to give those a pass. My personal opinion is that it is okay for a legendary to be that expensive because legendaries are what make up the box EV the most. Yeah. And you need one of them. Uh, and yeah, that's no, not true for every hero. I mean, every class has a no, legendary, but a lot of them are like 50 bucks. Um, for example, the Scabskin Leathers for Brute, 50 to 60 bucks. You have like um, even Braveforge Bracers for Warrior. Now they're going up because of Kasai, but um, they were like between... This, 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 this one. There it is. The Braveforge Bracers, yeah. yeah. So these are all one-ofs. So for legendaries, um, I think they are all one-ofs. I can't think of any that's a three-of. So LSS they're is very one-ofs. conscious about how expensive these legendaries are and the fables especially so the, the highest rarity in the game is fabled those are obviously one ofs, but they aren't even that good you know you don't have to run them so lss is conscious that the fables are expensive they're mostly collectible pieces and they are not meant to be staples in decks legendaries they're powerful but they're one ofs, and you can use them across mm. multiple heroes of the same class so it's not so bad but That's eric true. is going to so... get into the generics now which are three yeah. for the most part 
Yeah, and that's kind of what spurs it. I think the, the main cards are, I got one on my shelf here right now, uh, Enlightened Strike as the like premier aggro deck inclusion. Yeah. Let's you do a whole bunch of stuff, very flexible card, and uh, Command and Conquer, which is the definition of this game's too expensive and people asking for that. Reprints. That is the main problem card, and that is found in Arcane Rising. It is one of the Majestics in that set. Art of War is yep. the other one from Arcane Rising. Mm-hmm. That's about 40 50 bucks now as well, kind of on the same level as E-Strike. Um, so they're, yep. they're getting up there, but it's not so bad. Yeah, CNC yeah, now, 100 bucks is typically what you'll have to pay for one of them, and you run three yeah. in a lot of decks. Yeah. And the, and the reason is because these all these cards like Tome of Findel is the other Welcome to Wraith one less flexible than the other ones, but 40, still bucks, you can yeah. because they're generic you can use them in a bunch of decks and like the underlying play for a lot of these singles Art of War CNC Strike and Tome are multi-purpose yeah. and I think that when we're asking ourselves is the game too expensive you have to look at the rarities in my opinion as you mentioned Fables they're not necessary for the game I have a Fidia. Sometimes you break it off Kano, sometimes you don't. Can it be good? Yes. Can it be bad? Yes. A lot of the time. Yes, it can. Uh, <laughs> these cards don't block. They're very niche. Um, if you have one, you pulled one and want to use one, cool. You don't need to buy them. So that's already gone. You kind of talked yeah. a little bit. You talked a lot about legendaries. Mm-hmm. I I agree. I don't. I think a lot of legendaries, uh, if you don't have them, you can change your play style to work around what you have. They're not strictly necessary. However, yeah. a lot of them are core to the deck. I would say the big ones are Storm Striders for Kano. Uh, without Storm Striders, uh, Kano just becomes a lot weaker. Yeah. Um, and for for other decks, Grasp like of the Arc playing... Knight is another Grasp really Dark good one. Knight. Yeah, Tectonic Plating is pretty decent on Bravo, but you couldn't find replacements. Scapskins, uh, Brave Forge Bracers isn't really needed in Dorinthia. Uh, it's uh, I think it's a good card, but like I don't think it's needed. Uh, Mask is quite good for Ninja. So just like case-by-case basis about uh, whether you need it or not. However, if the deck revolves around a strategy that that qu- equipment yeah. uh, circles, you're going to need that piece of equipment. But most of the equipment pieces that if you want to play the echelon of game, I think covers the realm of you're playing a TCG. If you want to play the most competitive deck, you're going to have to pay for it. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to put that aside also as far as the, is this too competitive? Oh, sorry. Is this too expensive? Uh, I, I don't think so based on the legendaries. Now with the, uh, and then the commas and rares, I think are super They're, they're super with, affordable. With unlimited. They're, they're pennies. Yeah. 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 Uh, Majestics. Majestics are funny. Because when Monarch, when Crucible came out, super rares were eliminated. Super rares were gone. And now your majestic count was getting up to like six six or seven majestics a box. And most of the majestics value tanked. Uh, whereas beforehand, a lot of them did hold some good value before this, uh, yeah. you know, the squeezing Re-event. of super. And that, that, continued, that continued with Monarch and Tails uh, and Everfest for that matter. A, a lot of majestics per box. And uh, because of that, I don't think there are any particular Majestics in those sets that actually go for that much money, even the generic ones, because they're not nearly as powerful, in my opinion, um, which is good. It's really just this out-of-print, like, CNC E-Strike thing. Yeah. And with that, like, as you said, do I think CNC needs a reprint? I don't think it That's needs a reprint. That's the main question I... that people get, like, heated over. It's the CNC yeah, reprint question. Because E-Strikes are 40 bucks. Tomes are 20 bucks. Art of Wars are 40 bucks. It's really just CNC, right? Like, there's no other card that you need three of that costs that much per card. There, there is no. there is none. And even right? the one in Crucible called um, Tome of... Uh, Gorganian Tome, sorry. That's that, still a legendary. That's a legendary specialization. It's only a uh, one-up. So it's yeah, a it's majestic a rarity, 
legendary specialization, meaning yeah. you can only have one of in your deck. So even that one, if it's more expensive, yeah. you just need one of, so it's okay. Um, but CNC, I think... Yeah. I mean, if there's one card that should get reprinted, it is CNC, in my opinion. I, I, I would agree with that. And they the only cards they have reprinted are Final Spring Tunic and Crucible and Arcanized Skullcap and Everfest. And these were the generic legendaries from mm. Welcome to Wraith and, Ar- and Arcane Rising. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, yeah. That were 200 plus dollars once upon a time and now the dull cap as they call it uh is hovering around 80 90 us and then the the, the, the krunik which is the crucible tunic i love the names people give these very creative uh the, the krunik coming in around like 100 and something yep. so like it did its job like they introduced the reprint the reprint is cheaper you know it's still a legendary but it is cheaper so yeah. they've done their job the issue with reprinting a majestic you're still going to need three of. I think they could probably reprint to the point where it becomes a $40, $50 card. I think that's the goal. Instead of a $100 card, yeah. $100 plus card. Uh, and so I would not be surprised to see a reprint of CNC. I don't think it would come in not a booster set. Like, I think it would come in one, the next core set or supplementary set. I don't think it would come in the uh, in the, the upcoming booster deck the upcoming or like some kind decks, of pre-build. Right. Like some kind of pre-build. I don't think they would do that. Mm-hmm. Um because that would that would just tank the value like entirely to like ten dollars a card, pretty much, right? It, it would, and I think like, uh, you know, like players that want as cheap of a game to go into as possible will rejoice. However, yeah. but people who have bought doesn't make a, all of the CNCs from Arcane Rising are just gonna feel the it's, pain, it's, feel the burn. It's just a dangerous. It's just a dangerous precedent, right? When you, when you start doing that, you, you get a little bit wary about buying some of these expensive, more expensive key cards, and then you're kind of just like on the fence, yeah. which doesn't really help LSS that much because you want to support as much competitive gameplay as you can. But given that, I don't think the game is too expensive as far as its comparable rivals. Magic the Gathering is directly comparable. Their decks are thousand, some of them are like thousand dollar, easily a thousand dollar deck, fifteen hundred dollar deck, like, and they go obsolete super quickly. Whereas mm-hmm. Flesh and Blood, they don't have that same system of rotating sets, which we're not talking about that either, but based on their living legend status instead. So you can at least hope that your cards will carry some value mm-hmm. depending if uh, some hot new thing rolls around, you know? But I think with that, game's yeah. not too expensive, in my opinion. I don't know if you disagree. I agree. CNC is the only issue for me. Otherwise, yeah, legendaries CNC's are fairly priced. Um, yeah. I think so also. Yeah, Agreed. that's totally cool. Um, we're going to go into the deep dive into the Blitz, Blitz decks here. So... Yeah. In the Blitz decks, I'll do the Monarch ones. You can do the Tails one. I don't know if you have any open right now. Um, I do not. They are sealed. <laughs> they are okay, sealed. So don't worry about that. But but we know what's in them. But I, I got this chain one, and I'm gonna the the Monarch ones. I think are the the superior product, and the reason I think that is, it came with a couple cool cool things here. The first thing it came with is a little uh, a little advertising card. This looks like this. Mm, it's I don't got a full that. art hero. Yeah. Yeah, people people actually used this when they were playing Chain back in Monarch. They used this as mm. their hero, which I thought was really, really cool. And they also came with these cards. Mentor right, cards. the mentors. And these mentor cards were actually really, really good. I thought they were really quite strong at... Uh, they were on Majestic Rarity, which is kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> at helping the newer players understand the core mechanics of whatever the deck they're trying to play. And nowadays, which is funny, Minerva, which actually comes in the... Uh, in the, the Bolton, Bolton, deck, Bolton? yeah, it's Bolton, yeah, yeah. And the Bolton deck is actually being used in some uh, Kasai decks, which mm-hmm. uh, like competitive Kasai decks, which uh, is uh, quite. And these decks are the only way to get those mentor cards. You cannot pull these mm-hmm. from booster boxes, which makes you the, cannot the Blitz them. decks actually kind of you know worth opening. Like Eric said. Yep. Uh, 
It is important to note that the Rainbow Fools do exist if you went to like some calling events and like, packages These are and promos. stuff like that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so that's kind of, and then you get a Rainbow Foil uh, young hero, as Rob kind of mentioned, that that started in. Yeah. Uh, these modern decks and that and that yeah that that rolled forward to the tails yeah exactly tails decks yeah so also but they don't they don't have the advertising cards and I don't think they have the mentor card either no there's no mentors in Aria um so that that being said everyone's just running running blind in Aria no mentors everyone's just (laughs) running (laughs) they all learn from themselves learn from nature they learn from their elements learn from their mistakes (laughs) yeah. So I was going to point out that um, these decks are great and they're cheap as well. So you can buy these like, you know, prepackaged Blitz decks, crack open a few, play with your friends. You know, that's perfect. And it's actually an easy entry point because the decks are already made for you. Um, as Eric yes. is <laughs> very nicely showcasing. So I'm, I'm, I'm Vada I'm whiting these. <laughs> right, exactly. So um, if you are an entry-level player, I would highly recommend these decks. They're they're great. LGS should have plenty of them. They were printed like, yep. to oblivion. They have tons of like, them. Well, like 15 bucks, 20 bucks They're, they're like, exactly, Canadian. So they're cheap. Um, yeah. The other yeah. thing too, though, is if you actually wanted to build these decks from bulk, like if you happen to have booster boxes that you want to open they're very easy to build from just bulk rares and commons from sets so if you're someone who wants to open booster boxes like whenever i go into a new game i always love opening the booster boxes because you have chances of pulling like some of the high rarity cards and you can also enrich the experience of the blitz decks you know with those cards yep. you pull like majestic level right uh there's the so shiny the bolt ra- ra- yeah, from the, the deck the rainbow foil, yeah, only way the to pull this card is from the deck so I would highly recommend opening the Blitz decks. I think they are, well, with the exception of um, the original four heroes, Welcome to mm-hmm. Wraith. Uh, important to note, there's actually no Arcane Rising Blitz decks available. So you cannot buy the ones for, what was it, Dash? That's strange. Viserai, you know what? I think um, they're going to give us Azalea. some. Azalea. and Kano. And Kano is last one, yeah. Just disrespecting Kano. Uh, anyways. But yeah, they they'll, they'll come up with some decks. products for those. Yeah, yeah they'll come they up with will. products for this deck. But yeah. I definitely agree. I think uh, buying like a Blitz deck to supplement, uh, maybe trying out different heroes that you might not know if you like them, that's like a great entry point. The last thing we want to talk about here, future products, ideas, wants, needs, yeah. wants, wants again. I mean, in, in the current um, you know timeline when we're recording this, there is one mm-hmm. product in the near horizon. I believe it's coming out... What was it May or something? May. It was in May. Yeah. So this is going to be a brand new kind of product called the Classic Battles. So the only one that we've seen so far is Dorinthia versus Reiner. And this mm-hmm. is going to be a... It's not a booster box. This is just going to be like a, like a set of Blitz decks. So two decks you get. But each deck comes with a new variant of Dorinthia and new variant of Reiner. And they have their own mm-hmm. effects and oh, their own new weapons as well. And they all come in cold foil. So you can now get a premium foil card uh, in the Blitz decks, which hasn't happened, you know, up till now. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Fast. So um, I would say that this is wow. going to be a very exciting product. I, I am likely going to buy, like, at least two of each. I really want to have the sealed deck plus, you know, a deck to open up and play with. So um, yeah. very lo- looking forward to that, you know, a lot. And... Um, I, likely they'll come out with new decks for the other heroes too. You know, Dorinthia and Reiner are the first to come. There will likely be more. I don't see why just these two heroes should get the special treatment. Um, mm-hmm. They are popular heroes, I guess, <laughs> but they are like kind of the first heroes of the set in addition to Guardian and um, the other guy, Ninja. 
the other guy ninja lol the guy okay. that i don't know that's fair <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's a very interesting product because of the price point right so you're charging 50 dollars mm. for a it is it is up there is it is it an entry-level product i'm not even really sure when you look at the blitz decks and then you look at this the price point yeah you're getting yeah. like cold foil heroes you're getting rainbow foil equipment it's a new uh we don't really know what's in the full deck yet no. so that's also something to be worried about you get the lore book i think uh um, yeah you get some kind of like pamphlet, a mini, a like mini a mini lore. thing yeah you get, yeah you get like a mini lore thing explaining dorian reinar and i think you get a mat like a like a full one of those fold out like probably the fold out paper mats yeah 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 um yeah it's interesting i like the product I don't know. I think it'll do fine. Will the price point be something that new players can be, I guess, welcomed into the game with, right? I think. Uh, it, I think if I think if I was a new player, I don't think I would buy the product. And no, I'm looking at as objectively as I possibly can because I yep. love the game. We have to be right. Fair. And I'm probably here, I'm yeah. buying two also. Like I'm not going to say I'm not. I'm definitely buying yeah. two for exactly the same reasons as Rob. And I don't even like Dory or Reiner that much. So. <laughs> I love Reiner so. <laughs> uh, um, but like as a new player, if I was looking at this product and I was like on the fence, if I was like a commander player or something like that, and I think thought the game looked cool, $50 is not like, um, you know, di it different value for bank, different people. I guess it's half a it's booster a bonus. So. It's a lot to like enter into a game, like just, just straight up. Like, I just want to try I mean, the game. People are used to decks like this where you're paying you know, 10 to 15 bucks, you know, just to try the game out. Right. This is like you mentioned. This is a more of a premium product, I would say. Um, exactly, but I, I think I think framing it for the new player experience is wrong, uh, in a sense that I think coming out with a deck like this that I can go and pick up for fifteen dollars, try the hero, try the game, try the mechanics, versus buying like this kind of yeah more premium it's almost like a collector a edition type of deck. Yeah, um, like other games have these that come in nice boxes. You get like. You know, decks inside like fifty two hundred dollars for these. Um, it it's, feels like they're also, more for established players. Yeah, it's also the matter of like I could build a Rhinar and Dory deck for free. Like, that is not true. for free, but for like very very cheap. Two but five five dollars. Yeah. If I go to a lot of good local game stores, they're gonna have so much bulk. Some of them have players that give away these common de like yeah. these decks for like five bucks, ten bucks. If I want to play Dory or Rhinar even specifically, it's kind of like. I would need to wait a little bit more to see what's in these decks, but I personally don't think they're going to go that well with new players. Personally, not not even the ones I can think. Like I don't even know how to market it to new players, but uh, clearly they're they're trying to like bring in a different kind of product line to, you know, mm. accent the rest of the stuff they have to kind of provide a, a bigger kind of view. And they are taking like taking a piece out of Magic the Gathering because this is this is a Magic the Gathering product pretty much through and through. Mm. Like this is. Oh, I'll post exactly right. what they have, the dual decks there. But um, we'll see how it does. I think in the future, they are going to come up like separate language uh, for different, like maybe French, Madrin cards, right. things like that, uh, right. as they definitely heavily hinted um, at release. Personally, ideas for like a future product, I would like there to be, first of all, a second reprinting of the lore book. I think it's a crying shame that I have to read the PDF. The, the online PDF. It's fine, but I feel like I would pay like 40, 50 bucks for a yeah. lore book. 
that's like in a, like bound nicely yeah. that I can like put as like an accent piece and whenever I'm bored kind of rip I'll, it I'll throw there. in the background for people who don't know the current lore book that's available to purchase on the secondary market only is a nice hardcover book with some nice artwork on the front it's a tales of wraith it is about the first four heroes um, and it was only available in the retailer appreciation kits that stores who very early rare. adopted the game you know, mm. worldwide received. Now, this kit is about $2,000 sealed. The book itself is like $1,000 in the open market. Um, obviously, you're not going to open that. You're not going to buy it to crack open and read. Uh, some people have, but I, for 1000 bucks, that's not what I want to do. Um, yeah. They could make this accessible and maybe like a different color, something to distinguish it from the first <laughs> edition version. Different colorways. I, I mean... It feels like a missed opportunity, like Eric said. It's kind of like, I don't want to read the PDF online. I want like a nice hardcover you know, book that I could be proud of. You know, they have these books for other games too, like art books, collector books. They're like 50 bucks. And mm -hmm. I feel like there, there could be something like that for, um, for, for Fab. But yep. like Eric said, um, you know, you can still read it online if you want to. <laughs> yeah i think like that's that's different the the things like artist proofs and prints i think they're they're too niche for me to want lss to come in with a product like that they already okay. came out with the mat like the brown mat which was nice for entry level players i've de I've definitely seen people like that like 20 dollar entry level mat mm -hmm. um i think yeah the only other product i can see uh, they, they they are going pretty heavy into the sleeves too recently. The dragons, the Dra dragon, the shield. dragon shield partnership. Yeah, I mean those are going to be I, very nice. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I I'm super practical about it. Like, I'd have to like see the sleeve. Like just putting like old him, like putting card art. Right. There's the nothing new. It's just you get the same no. art that you've seen time and time. But you have again. those little like white borders on it, and yeah. it just kind of looks. I mean. I'm kind of hyped for them. It's a, it's a personal preference here. Uh, I think it's a sleeves. personal preference. Yeah. yeah, they're also not cheap. Like, they're just not going to be a cheap product. So uh, I think it really kind of depends. I, I think the only thing mm -hmm. that I'd like to see is more effort towards, as I said, the lore book before. Mm -hmm. But also kind of the, um, what do you call, not sleeves, but mm -hmm. I think accessories maybe okay maybe that aren't dice sleeves? play mats dice yeah i mean dice. um not pitch, not pitch counters would be a very good one to have because everyone's got to keep track of their pitch yes there's not a single like product out there set. maybe a dial that yeah. you can use to keep track or some really nice tokens you can use for your pitch counting uh currently mm. doesn't exist unless you go to like the third party vendors there are a few on the market but they're not official products yeah, like I don't, I don't think they will. I don't think they need to. It's just stuff that I'd like to see. Um, um, I mean, um, card product wise, I would love for there to be a new set that reprints expensive cards like CNC. However, make them alternate arts, and make them yes. like new new foiling, like a cold foil yes. special edition type thing. Um, yes, of make, course. Don't make them uh, like booster boxes. Make them like a set that you kind of know what you're getting in there but make them like just kind of special rarities and special arts and, and foiling. I would love that. You're 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 asking for collectors. That's collector exactly boosters. what I want. For, magic, for magic the gathering. <laughs> That's exactly you're out, you're what asking I want. for collectors for this season. I would I, love that. I actually I'm going to disagree with you. I don't <laughs> disagree with you this often, but the minute <laughs> like collectors boosters are such 
a massive cash Money grab grabs, by, like, yeah. a greedy company that's still getting greedier and greedier by the minute. And yeah. I don't think Flesh and Blood, I don't think LSS, I don't think Mr. White wants to go down that route. And I highly doubt you'll be seeing one of those anytime <laughs> soon. Uh, the player base is not nearly big enough to yeah. warrant a completely different level. I get, I get where you're coming from. And I think all their arts are cool. And I think I how they're dealing with cards, man. Like, I just want to get yeah, shiny like, cards. They have like judge promos. They have like different promos <laughs> for going to events, different mats. I think that's enough. I, I, I would be very disappointed with them coming out with like, like a collector's pay to, it's not pay to win, but it's like. They're like reprints. They're only for collectors. They're not for, for the player base. Right, it's, it's just gonna be, it's it, gonna come down to personal taste, right? So yeah, I, yeah. I, so I personally yeah. am very excited. I would be very excited for something like that. I know, yeah, you you aren't. Um, I know other people might be like people who want like cool. Like I, I am very hyped for art alternate art cards. Um, I mm. loved when they did the Monarch First Edition versus Monarch Unlimited for Blood Tribute. I think that was so mm -hmm. cool. It's one of the I believe it's a common maybe in the set. Yep. They did an alternate art for it in Unlimited, uh, which is which is awesome. It makes the initial one. I guess more more valuable in a way because it's initial artwork. Yeah, you can tell it's first set. You can tell it's first set by the art, and I I love that. So, I mean, no, for, for me, a lot of it is about the art. But anyway, agree to disagree yep. on that. It might happen, might yep. not, but we'll find out, I guess. Yep. Um, if anybody yeah. is watching, has any, feel free to comment. Like, what kind of products are you looking forward to? What do you What do you guys want to see? Uh, as far as the sets, is there something we missed? Is there like mm -hmm. a point that you think really should be clarified or anything like? Or if you disagree on any comment. of our, our points, um, obviously we do not know everything. We yeah, are feel right. Feel free to agree or disagree. <laughs> we know we are right. So, okay. We know we are right. Um, yeah. With that, appreciate everyone watching the video. Feel free to subscribe if you enjoyed the content. Leave a like. Uh, we do still have this subscriber giveaway going on, so you know, be subscribed, comment to be entered in the giveaway. Of course, it'll be run in until uh, the end of March. The video will come out in April for the winners. And with that, we do have a Twitter. If you want to follow, we do announce our schedule from the upcoming week, as well as other kind of tidbits here and there. We release our Spotify releases earlier on Twitter as well. Uh, with that, appreciate everyone for watching this kind of product review product slash discussion yeah yeah product discussion i guess and with that wherever you're watching in the world whatever time have a good morning good afternoon good evening thanks for watching